0: Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast, because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes, and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast.
1: Now we're ready for Season 4, Episode 2. So let's talk a little bit about who the person was we featured the last episode. And who might that be, Cameron?
2: That person is none other than Oprah Winfrey.
1: Very good. And the book that we used as reference is, Who is Oprah Winfrey? Written by Barbara Kramer.
2: Let's do vocabulary. Yes. So the first vocabulary word was a noun. And that vocabulary word was obstacle. And it means a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress.
1: The second word we were looking for was a noun. Definition is a familiar or humorous name given to a person or thing instead or as well as the real name,
2: nickname. And the last word was an adjective. And it was luxurious, and it means extremely comfortable, elegant, or endurable, especially in a way that involves great expense. And the superhero from last time was, well, it was a superhero group, but the superhero group from last time was none other than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now we're ready for
1: the clues for this episode. I will begin. Clue number one. I was born 1934 in Virginia, but grew up in Washington, D.C., and was named after my father's favorite watch. Clue number one. I was born 1934 in Virginia, but grew up in Washington, D.C., and was named after my father's favorite watch.
2: Clue number two. Even though here, there were plenty of nice parks in Washington, D.C., where people played tennis, basketball, and baseball, those parks were for whites only. I couldn't play in a park until I was 14. Clue number two. Even though there were plenty of nice parks in Washington, D.C., where people played tennis, basketball, and baseball, those parks... Parks were for whites only. I couldn't play in a park until I was 14. Clue number three.
1: At first, we didn't have the right equipment, so we played with a tennis ball, then a volleyball, and finally, yes, a real basketball. Clue number three. At first, we didn't have the right equipment, so we played with a tennis ball, then a volleyball, and finally, yes, a real basketball.
2: Clue number four. People watched me play because I had a different playing style. I'd hang suspended in the air, floating like a bird or a cloud changing directions, shifting the ball to the other side, twisting in mid-air, slashing, crashing, crashing. Gliding past the defense, up, up, above the rim, and with the flick of the wrist or roll with the fingertips, I put the ball in. (laughs) Clue number four. People watched me play because I had a different playing style. I'd hang suspended in the air, floating like a bird or a cloud changing directions, shifting the ball to the other side, twisting in midair. Slashing, crashing, gliding past the defense, up, up, above the rim, and with the flick of the wrist or a roll with the fingertips, I put the ball in. Clue number
1: five. In high school I scored sixty-three points against Phelps, my first high school, and broke the citywide record in that game. Clue number five. In high school, I scored 63 points against Phelps, my first high school, and broke the citywide record in that game.
2: Clue number six. After high school, I wanted to go to college, but the DC colleges wanted whites only, so I traveled west to the College of Idaho. Once again, people watched and asked me how I could make such moves. I said, it is spontaneous. (laughs) Clue number six. After high school, I wanted to go to college, but the D.C. colleges wanted whites only. So I traveled west to the College of Idaho. Once again, people watched and asked me how I could make such moves. I said, it is spontaneous. Clue number seven. In
1: 1954, I attended the College of Idaho and led the team to an undefeated season in the conference. After one year, I transferred to Seattle University and led that team in 1958 to the NCAA Finals. Clue number seven. In 1954, I attended the College of Idaho and led the team to an undefeated season in the conference. After one year, I transferred to Seattle University and led that team in 1958 to the
2: NCAA Finals. Clue number eight. In 1958, I was chosen by the Minneapolis Lakers as their number one draft pick in the NBA And in October, played my first professional game. Clue number eight. In 1958, I was chosen by the Minneapolis Lakers as their number one draft pick in the NBA. And in October, played my first professional game.
1: Clue number nine. In the 1950s, there were only eight teams in the NBA. I didn't make much money and often traveled in clickety-clack trains, sleeping in our seats with with our long legs jammed underneath. Clue number nine. In the 1950s, there were only eight teams in the NBA. I didn't make much money and often traveled in clickety-clack trains, sleeping in our seats with our long legs jammed underneath.
2: Clue number 10. My nickname was Rabbit, and I was known for my work ethic, dedication to team play, and never bragging. My motto was actions speak louder than words. Clue number 10. My nickname was Rabbit, and I was known for my work ethic, dedication to team play, and never bragging. My motto was actions speak louder than words.
1: And clue number 11. After I wouldn't dress for a game because the hotels and restaurants in that city wouldn't allow African Americans to stay and or dine in their establishments, The NBA commissioner made a new rule. No NBA team would stay in a hotel or eat in a restaurant that practiced discrimination. Clue number 11. After I wouldn't dress for a game because the hotels and restaurants in that city wouldn't allow African Americans to stay and or dine in their establishments, the NBA commissioner made a new rule. No NBA teams would stay in a hotel or eat in a restaurant that practiced discrimination.
2: Clue number 12. I was voted NBA Rookie of the Year in 1959 and played 14 years, scoring 23,149 points on all two-point shots, 11,463 rebounds, and 3,650 assists. Who am I? Clue number 12. I was voted NBA Rookie of the Year in 1959 and played 14 years, scoring 23,149 points on all two-point shots, 11,463 rebounds, and 3,650 assists. Who And now we are ready for the vocabulary. Where do we find those words, Cameron? All of the words that um, will be in the vocabulary are found in the clues.
1: Very good. Would you like to do the first
2: one? Yes. So the first word is an adjective, and it means caused by natural impulse or desire not forced or compelled, not planned beforehand. The first word is an adjective, and it means caused by natural impulse or desire, not forced or compelled, not planned beforehand.
1: The second word we're looking for is a noun. Definition is a set of values based on the moral virtues of hard work and diligence. We're looking for the second word, a noun, a set of values based on the moral virtues of hard work and diligence.
2: The last vocabulary word is a noun, and it means the act of making or recognizing differences and distinctions, making a difference in favor of or against. And I'm going to read a sentence where the word would go in the middle of the sentence. So the sentence is... There was blank against the Jews in Germany. And once again, the word we're looking for is a noun, and it means the act of making or recognizing differences and distinctions, making a difference in favor of or against. And once again, um, there's a sentence that I'm going to read where the word would go in the middle of the sentence. And the sentence is, there was blank against the Jews in Germany. Yes, and now it's time for the superhero. Superhero, yay, Um, what a shirt he has on today. It's a a great shirt. Amazing. It's it's very colorful, just like this superhero. Um, So this superhero is a part of a team, and this team had four members, and just like the other three people, this person got their powers by Cosmic Ray. Um, This person has a catchphrase, and the catchphrase is flame on, so the person says this catchphrase before their power activates, and when they say that catchphrase, their whole body is covered in flames, and they can fly, they can throw fire, they can do anything with fire. So that is the superhero for this week's episode.
1: Wow, that is impressive, Cameron. Very Very good. Would you like to just remind everybody how they can access our podcast? Yes.
2: So if you would like to access our podcast, you can go to Google or any other search engine and type in CLC Super Soup Podcast, and you will find us among the top results. Um, We have three seasons out plus the first two episodes of season four. So if this is your first time listening to us, make sure you check us out. Um, we also have an email, and our email is frostbergclc, all lowercase, at gmail.com. So feel free to email us with answers, suggestions, or questions. Um, and then we also have a website that you can visit as well that has more information. So feel free to reach out to us. Thank you.
1: We would love to hear
2: from you. Yes, we would. And
1: now for clue for our next episode. This is a famous medical doctor. Thank you, Cameron. It's been a great three seasons and now we're starting episode season number four. Uh, Yep. See you the next time. Thank you for listening.